Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts... Uh, feelings, physical sensations, changes in schedule or routine. You know, whatever it is, it could, could be the big mystery where you, well, not that big, that big mystery. It could be thinking about that big mystery, big mystery, the big, you're thinking about the Big Bang, doing any calculations about an ever expanding universe. Don't even go down that road. You know, it could be thinking about roads. We don't need any roads. And then doing, you know, I think that's what Muskie must be thinking about. Then you say, wait a second. Well, no, maybe he's not thinking about it. We see tubes or roads. Which one you got to pick? Or tunnels? Which or ships? Which pick one? And he says, no. I'll pick. I go, and I say, okay, that's why I do the sleep podcast, and you do the, uh, you know, inventing and whatever. Whatever. Do you think uh, Muskie? Oh, if you're new here, I refer to Elon Musk as Muskie. He's one of my imaginary best friends. Actually, I call him Musky Poo when I'm not, you know, when I'm not on the mic. I, like, uh, but you know, what I'm trying to the formal is that is that a formal gerund? Uh, Musky, uh, he's like a, I, I do picture. I do like if you want an insight into your mind. If you're new here, welcome. I'm gonna try to take your mind off stuff. Let me set this up. Uh, I'm gonna like send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, over-talking, distractions, which I'm in the middle of. I'm just trying to put a pause on it. Uh, but here's the deal. Well, one, the podcast doesn't work for everybody, so it's no, you're under no pressure for it to work for you. You know, I want to put you at ease, so that's one way I put you at ease. I say this could put you to sleep. I hope it puts you to sleep. Uh, but it might not. Uh, but like uh, you're, so you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Even though I'll be here for an hour, you know, to do my best uh, to take your mind off of stuff. But you're also under you're under no pressure. Even though it's a podcast and you're listening to it with your ears, you don't have to hear me. Uh, eventually, you could just, uh, you know, your eardrums could notice the presence, and they'll like your brain will say, "Well, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense." And then you'll drift off. But let me get back to my fantasy best friends, Muskie and uh, Eddie. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking, I don't think we'd be a sitcom because uh, as lovable as those two are, oh, Eddie Snowden. Uh, so Muskie and Eddie and I, I think that's somebody called one of my English teachers because they think that was just the pinnacle of my speaking, like, uh, oh, it's just ruined it. But yeah, so Muskie, Elon Musk, Eddie Snowden, and I out on adventures. Uh, we'd be, you know, catching on a run and head out on the highway. You know, but we'd like uh, these are the kind of things. I don't think I don't know what keeps Elon Musk up at night. You know, maybe it's something inane. You know, he spends his days uh, grappling. Actually, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't have any real knowledge of Elon Musk other than my what I you know think in my head about him. I mean, I just picture him, like, shooting down tubes, uh, saying, we, and then, you know, pointing at it and say, dig that, let's, let's dig a hole there. We actually, he, I think he's somehow, he's made a genius career out of stuff you'd always wanted to do as a kid, or at least I said, okay, I'd like to travel around in tubes and go to space. I mean, think about this. I'm sure someone else brighter than I has talked. Okay, go when you're a kid, you say, well, I'd like to check out outer space. I'd like to be, probably be an astronaut. Okay, check. I think I'd like to travel in some sort of pneumatic, pneumatic tube. I almost got caught up in that, but I think I got through it. You know, Willy Wonka asks, okay, we'll do that, check. I'd like to do some earth moving. You know, I love digging holes in my backyard. Could I do that as an adult? Like, uh... Yeah, you want to dig a hole under loss? It sounds great. Also, just doing, like, trying to do stuff without thinking, like, say, well, why can't we dig a hole under there? And you say, well, because of this, and this. well, let's try it. Like, I do simplification, so 
I thought there was some other stuff here. But you see, look at that sun up there. It's got all sorts of power and stuff. All right, let's do some power stuff with that. This is one I, like, I think he may be ahead of me, but behind me at the same time. Remember when you used to play with those cars and you'd pull them back and then you'd, they would go forward? I mean, he's doing that in a different way. But if he wants to take that muskie, you see, this is the Tesla pullback. The Tesla, uh, what is that, a catapult or something. You see, yeah, we can get to, from Los Angeles to San Francisco and one, you know, you just, you, you can't stop, but, but uh, maybe you should, Muskie, think about that. Put some catapult stuff in those tubes, like the Tesla tube. Can you call it the Tesla tube? How about this one? I'm no branding expert, Muskie, but uh, Eddie, I don't know if I'm going to get to you tonight. I'll be honest. Your hair looks great. You look great. And you always look at me with that amused grin, which I really appreciate. Probably because you've been listening to what I do, you know, after dark and, you know, but that's fine. You know, no secret that I keep is not safe with Snowden. Would you think that, because I'm trying to ghostwrite your auto, fictional autobiography, Eddie. Edward. Yeah, no, I call you Eddie. And that's why I talk about Muskie more. What was I talking about with you, Muskie? Pullback cars. I think I had another great idea for you. Solar stuff. How about, uh, I thought I, I must have forgot it. Sorry, I, sorry. I had something, Muskie. Let's see, get tubes with pulling stuff. I don't know. I don't know where I went. That's why, that's why, you, that's why you've got it. Oh, Tesla. That's what I was thinking. Branding. What, what about the Tesla tuba? We got Tesla tubes. Tesla tuba. No. I just said, man, this, that's part of my strategy. I always go out on a, I, swear, I think I'm supposed to go out on a high note. And if I had a tuba, I'd play a low note. You know, if I had a Tesla tuba, I wouldn't have to blow it because it would be like, you know, blow itself. So if you're new here, here's what, like, here's a, a couple things. Let's just check in here. Excuse us, uh, Edward and Elon. Eddie, Edward and Elon. Like, that could be, like, this. I think this is a good show. Remember, there used to be TV shows that were on for like an hour in the 80s. And they weren't a drama and they weren't a comedy. They were kind of like an action show. They were, I guess they were procedurals. Uh, I'm thinking of shows like Magnum P.I., Riptide, which I've said I have a great affinity for, and uh, other shows, Remington Steel. Um, I'm sure there's other ones. There's the one with the two, Simon and Simon, of course. That's uh, like another great one. What about Falcon's Crest? Did either one of you two ever see Falcon's Crest? Muskie, what are you laughing about? You're too young to know what Falcon's Crest is. Well, I give you a Falcon's Crest. You actually, I think you should have one. Falcon's Crest, the Edward Snowden story. Yeah, see, you're not laughing now. You're, you're, you're thinking it's a decent idea. I got an audience here. Excuse me. So anyway, what I was saying to you, hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. With a whole lot of nonsense. No joke. I mean, that's the truth. But here's my question. When I, one, you don't, you might be saying, what, what's going on with this dude? Holy mackerel. It's a right. That's why I've channeled my, channeled this into a sleep podcast. But what is going on with me? Well, I'm easily distracted. I try to take my time. But here's the thing. Were you thinking about what was keeping you up while I was uh, talking to my two, Devishly, devishly, I can't even get it out. Eddie's cracking me up. He keeps making eye contact with me and laughing. Also, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, uh, what do they call it when you figure out? Muskie, do you own one of those companies where you send a tube in and they figure out, you know, they start looking at your uh, tellurides or whatever those things are in in my, uh, no. Are you sure you don't own one of those companies? Like I send a swab in. And you look at my telomeres or whatever. I probably shouldn't be talking about that. Well, you're probably right, but I'm just you, you don't own one of those. Because I think it would be good if you did, because I'm positive that me and Eddie, I mean, we share a lot of DNA. I mean, okay, now Muskie's laughing. Uh, Muskie, come on, this is, this is an explicit show, but it's not explicit. No, because not only do we have the same hair, 
I mean, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it's very rare that I have uh, Elon Musk and Eddie Snowden right in the pod. Unfortunately, they won't go on the mic because they're imaginary. But uh, Eddie and I have the same hair. We both have fur, Elon, right? You prefer it when I call you Elon. Well, I prefer a lot of things, but that doesn't mean I get them. Just because you're freaking successful, it doesn't mean I'm going to call you Elon. <laughs> Okay, back to me and Eddie, and then I can get back to my podcasting audience. We have fur. We also have one of these moles. I don't know if it's a mole. I mean, it's beauty mark. Thanks, Eddie. We both share beauty marks in the same spots. I never called it a beauty mark, but luckily my well-adjusted friend did. Well, thanks a lot, both of you, for coming by. I would like it if I could get a tube installed as soon as possible so I could do some sliding. Maybe, yeah, they go, remember, didn't they, didn't you get those emails about recreating the Goonies in tube form? No. It went to your spam box. Okay, that's Eddie Snowden and uh, Elon Musk. Thanks. Okay, I'm back. Whew. Sorry, it's like uh, with those two. You wait till later when they, uh, I don't know, we're probably going to play some uh, part cheesy. Well, they keep telling them that. That cracks Eddie up, too. That's the only reason I say, is it time for Parcheesi or one? what? He just starts laughing. And uh, I don't even know what Parcheesi is. I wouldn't know if it needed. Pinochle, you, you use cards. This is the kind of this is the kind of stuff I do to keep it. That's why he, like, uh, I think that's why Eddie Snowden puts up with me. And now I guess he has, we're, Eddie Snowden, my beauty-marked brother. Okay, so anyway, back to the podcast. So this is a podcast to put you to sleep. It's definitely silly. It's a little bit mindless. I never know with these intros and everyone I'm going to talk about. Just in case you you need to know the structure of the show, I totally get that. I want to make you feel comfortable and welcome. The way the episodes are structured, there's about five minutes of business at the top of the show. That's how we keep the show going. Uh, then there's about a 12 to 14 minute intro, which we're going to be just squeezing it in over 14 minutes, probably. And the intro is kind of to set the tone for the show. A lot of people now, it's a show within a show, so some people fall asleep during it. Other people are brushing their teeth, petting their pets, bombing their feet, you know, reading their books. I don't know what it'd be like to listen to this podcast and read a book at the same time. I don't, you know, maybe light reading and then turning out the lights and going to sleep. Now, I'm going to be here another 45 minutes or so, to, like uh, maybe probably longer than that for tonight's episode, talking about uh, like how someone else makes their podcast. Uh, but let's see, what, am, what was my point? Uh, I don't I can say a lot. So, like, I'm glad you're here. I'll be here giving it my all for an hour at least to take your mind off stuff. The reason I make this show is clearly, you know, if you could picture my skill set, it's pretty limited. You see, I can, I can hold conversation with fictional people, real people that are fictionalizing real people I'm good at within, you know, just within the context of sitting in the closet I record the podcast. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm really good at imagining talking to Elon Musk and Edward Snowden, because if you would have put me in a test, a truth test or whatever they're called, I would have passed it. They say, is Elon Musk sitting next to you? Yes, to my left. Elon Musk is to my left. Does Elon have any other names? Yes, Musky, Musky Poo. They'd be like, he's telling the truth. Is there anyone sitting to your right? Yep, uh, Eddie Snowden, a.k.a. Edward uh, th- that's a new nickname I just made up for him. Still the truth, though. And here's the truth. Uh, I've been there in the deep, dark night. That's why I make this show. I know what it's like tossing and turning, losing that grip uh, and tightening that grip and, and not getting anywhere. And I've been making this show for over 500 episodes, and it's my honor to do so. If I can make bedtime less stressful, less intense, and if I can make you feel welcome, because right now, like, uh, I want you to feel welcome. I want you to feel at home. And I say this every week because I mean it. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you stopping by. And I not only hope, I yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, good night.
All right, well, uh, happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm going to carry off into dreamland here, and I was trying to think of, like, uh, I don't know, I've been trying to work on a, a crossover episode with the podcast I've been listening to for a while now. Ironically, or maybe not ironically, I started listening to it right around the same time I started this podcast, just before, and the person is someone I really look up to. I don't think uh, they get enough credit, uh, in my opinion, and that's uh, Rob Sesternino. I think I said his name correctly because I listen to his podcast enough. Uh, he he makes a podcast called Rob Has a Podcast, and he it's a if you if you don't listen, if you watch the TV show Survivor, his uh, t- his podcast. It's one of the shows. He also does Big Brother and some other ones, but I'm there for the Survivor content. So here's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to talk about, like, like this is kind of be like a little soliloquy. I don't know if that's the right word about uh, Rob and podcasting in general. So some things I love about listening to podcasts. Uh, but uh, what I thought I'd do would be interesting and good to sleep to is to talk about uh, what goes into making a podcast. And Rob's podcast, while it's a lot different than this podcast, because you're supposed to be awake for it, and it's high, it's, it tends to be high energy. He's really funny. It uh, There's a lot of uh, similarities in the work that goes into our show. Some things are different, but uh, like uh, Rob had made a video a couple of years ago a YouTube, on YouTube, uh, kind of like a day in the life of Rob has a podcast. And I just thought it'd be an interesting thing. And just because, like, like I said, I, like he works really, really hard. And he was an inspiration as we kind of get into and kind of even re-watching this video and taking notes. It was like, man, like, uh, and the inspiration is just keep going, keep working hard and keep doing it. So where do we start? Let's see. We're, let's start with them. I thought this would be like I'd slide right into it. So let's see. I started. So Rob has a podcast. Rob Sesternino. He was a contestant on Survivor, and I'm not good. I'm not like Rob. I don't like. I remember the season he was in. I think it was like in the the, the under ten, like somewhere like so. This won't be a lot about Survivor. So if you don't watch Survivor, but Survivor is one of my favorite TV shows. I don't really watch a lot of broadcast television. And that's but that's one of the shows I do watch still. And uh, Rob was a contestant, so let me talk about that at first, because you know this will be, be like an insight into my relation relationship with Rob. And I did full disclosure: I don't like uh, I have a podcast relationship with Rob. And when I mean that, I mean in quotes, like that anyone that listens to a lot of podcasts can relate to. Which is like now I've exchanged emails with Rob. I've never met him. Uh, but I feel like I know him because I listen to his podcast so much. And, and I think it, just like it, with Script Notes, another one of my favorite podcasts, I feel like I kind of know John and Craig and like a lot of listeners I hear from from this podcast. It's like when you listen to a podcast, you kind of like that's a, you know, you have a good pod. Like, you know, you're like uh, the podcast. Uh, it has to do something extra for you. And part of that is this strange relational thing where you feel like you really get to know the host and you kind of develop a friendship with them. And I think part of the paradoxical thing is that even though it, it like some people would say it isn't real. And I think Rob is a great example of this uh, is that uh, it is real because of their enthusiasm. They, even though it's not an individual relationship, they still treat their relationship as special and important and they treasure their listeners and respect their listeners and most of the time, they're just good people. Like, uh, I think that comes across, too. So, uh, but Rob and I's relationship wasn't always that way. Rob doesn't know this. Uh, but, uh, so, let's see. My, like, uh, like current, my, like, uh, girlfriend at the time, uh, we started watching Survivor right when it started, which I think was right when we started living together. So, way back, actually, maybe we watched the first season with a bunch of friends, uh, or maybe the first two seasons, I think we would go over to our friend John's house and watch it with him. But it was something like these kind of shows are fun to watch with either a partner or friends because you get to like, uh, especially back in the old days uh, where you'd have to watch the commercials. Uh, it give you something to talk about on the commercials. You could kind of throw, you know, now they say throwing shade, you know, on the some of the contestants or whatever. 
And so, and also, I guess, like, uh, well, I guess this will re- lead into it. So, so at some point, like, whatever season Rob was on, I don't know. Well, let's see. I, I was, so I was watching Survivor, regularly watched it, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And at some point, this this guy, Rob's on there, Rob C., and uh, he's pretty charming. He's a real funny guy, and he's very relatable, down-to-earth kind of funny guy. And my uh, girlfriend at the time, she took shine to him. She said, this Rob, he's really funny and kind of cute. And I guess, like, it made me jealous, of course. I'm a human being, you know, so... And, but Rob is so funny and charismatic that I kind of liked it. Like, I was like, well, he, like, he, he seems like a cool dude. Like, I'd be friends with him. But at the same time, I'm like, that Rob, I don't know who he thinks he is. And, but that also leads into this bigger thing of, like, reality shows and TV. And, well, at least how I consume things is I like to have a crush on someone, too. So I couldn't really be too mad uh, because with every Survivor season, I like to develop a crush on one of the the contestants. It, like uh, ideally, it's someone that lasts a long time, you know. So then, like, uh, yeah, this is what my life is. This is my life was. It didn't become it. But so, yeah, I live like my. I was born suspending disbelief. Uh, but so my uh, my my girlfriend at the time she she liked Rob and I I liked Rob he was funny and he made it really far in the season and I think I had a crush on two characters so this was like a win win for everybody because Rob made it far he didn't make it to the finals or maybe he did and I think he got voted out right before the final uh, oh let me explain what Survivor is I know we have a lot of non US listeners and people that maybe don't watch it so Survivor I I know they have it in Australia I think it's a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, but it's a TV, it's a reality game show. And, and I think it's more on the game show side uh, than like, uh, than the, uh, it, 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 it was, and it was a pioneer at the time. Like, uh, I remember it coming out and being like, this is going to be something new. And then it had to evolve, you know, over the years. I think it's on season 30 something. Ideally, this episode will come out pretty close to Survivor. Uh, whatever you call it, what do you call it when the show starts? Season, season premiere or start of the season. But so it's a, a TV show where everybody, like, I don't know how many, let's say there's 20 people and they all go live on an island together. I don't know how, to, this is why Rob's good at his job and I put people to sleep. Like, uh, and everyone competes to be the last person. You get voted out uh, and there's a different physical challenges and of course there's a social challenge. And it's called Survivor because every week you're trying, like everybody else, and not everybody else, but it just to simplify it, uh, everybody votes one person out. So they say, okay, you're the one we're voting out, either because they're too much of a challenge or they're hard to work with. Uh, so you spend all these weeks voting people out. And then it, it, to win, though, the characters that are left, the, the people that are left, they have to vote to make you win. So you're trying to vote everybody out, but then you still need them to vote for you to win. That's the simplistic version. And you're living out on an island or somewhere remote where you're living outside and you're subsiding on uh, like pretty basic food and rations. And it, so it creates a lot of interesting dynamics, you know, pushes people uh, physically and mentally and emotionally and there's still like this interpersonal aspect to the game, and then there's this physical aspect to the game, and it's all hosted by Jeff Jeff Probst uh, Probst P R O B T S. It's, it's harder. That's a hard one. Jeff Probst. I, I think that's how you say it. he's really really good. And I, I know Jeff like also listens to script notes, so I think like me and Jeff share a lot of same tastes. Uh, and I think Jeff, I don't know if, Jeff, like, hopefully Jeff likes Rob. I don't know if Jeff listens to Rob's podcast, you know, because he's, you know, doing Survivor and, and uh, you know, making the show work. But uh, he seems like a really nice guy, too. He's a really good host. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why Survivor's kind of endured, like, all these different um, generations of reality game shows where the really only, only one, other one is Big Brother, and I don't watch Big Brother. I think it's on more than once a week, and I just, uh, I really don't watch a lot of TV. So it's like, okay, I watch Survivor. But so then Rob uh, finished up his season, and uh, he was on again. 
uh, like a Survivor All-Stars kind of season. He got voted off early. And at that point, I had, like, returned to liking Rob. And then my uh, my girlfriend, maybe, we, I don't know if we were married at this time, or, or but she was happy, you know, because she was like, oh, this charming, funny guy Rob's on now. And he was up against a couple of characters that I didn't have a great affinity for. So I was really rooting for Rob, but he got kind of... Uh, he was too smart, so they kind of got rid of him early because he's he's a very strategic thinker, and that's one of the fun things about watching Survivors, watching how the char- like the uh, I keep calling them characters, uh, but it's like watching how the players kind of you know just uh, their strategy and stuff, and and hearing their thoughts because they do a bunch of interviews. Okay, now let me just cut off one line of thinking for anybody that's thinking, Scooch, would you ever do Survivor? No, the the, the answer to that is no. Like, I think some people that listen to this podcast think I'm joking about my interpersonal skills, but I'm not. I don't, uh, like, and I, I, like uh, this podcast pushes my limits enough. I don't need to, to be pushing my limits out there. And I don't, like, again, like, uh, if it's necessary to promote the podcast, I'll go on TV, but I don't like being on TV. I don't like people. I guess if I could do Survivor, in, in uh, like, in, if they had the Survivor uh, costume edition, or Survivor Method Acting Edition, I could do it. But, it, like, they want the real people out there. They don't want a method actor. I don't know who I would be, but if I could go on Survivor as a character, like, then I might, like, I, I would probably end up breaking character because it's so hard. Uh, such a hard show that at some point, you know, that's the whole idea. kind of brings you down to your, your like, uh, your default levels. So I don't know if I could keep acting, but it, like I'm much better in contextual situations like that. Like I can't be my like being myself. Uh, and I don't so do that like you know unless I get some news of like this issue, you know some some that my uh, time before I visit the great farm is uh, short. Like I wouldn't like that's just not my uh, thing. And, and plus I like watching the show and I like listening to Rob's podcast. And you wouldn't want to see me out there. It would get like, uh, like I just, uh, I don't like, I, I, I'm very, uh, irritable and like, uh, my, like, I tend, like, uh, I don't know. And it, like, I would only want to go on it if I was good. Like, if I, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, I'm a very all or nothing person. So it'd be like, okay, if I'm not going to be the greatest survivor, like, I could, this is not for me. On top of like being wet and cold and hungry. And like, uh, most of the characters are very young and beautiful. Like, so I'd be like, I mean, not that I don't feel like young and beautiful sometimes, like when I put on makeup and, uh, you know, my feather fedoras and boas, but that's in my private time. Also, that's a joke in case my mom's listening. I don't do that anymore. That was just when I was a kid, mom. Anyway, or, you know, but that's when I feel pretty and young when I, and that's another character I play, uh, Madam Bo- Beauregard is what it was. Well, how did I get into this? I thought I was talking about Rob has a podcast. I am. So that's about enough about Survivor, I think. I mean, that's all you need to know. Rob's great. Jeff Probst is great. And Survivor is a really entertaining TV show. You should watch it. And I think it's on, I think some of it's on Amazon and some of it's on Netflix. So you could catch up with past seasons. And at some point I became aware of Rob. I think when I started researching how to make podcasts, I heard about, I said, oh, wait a second. I've heard of that guy uh, because Rob was really generous with his time with some podcasts. Like I, I just had heard him interviewed a few times about making his podcast and stuff like that, or maybe speaking about it. And uh, like his kind of thoughts on, geez, how do you do this? And so I think I had heard of Rob before I started listening to his show. And then, again, I'm not good with the Survivor seasons or even where they were. But I, there's sometimes I remember characters. And this was one of the best Survivor seasons of all time. And it just happened to be, it might be, I don't know, I think it might be the best Survivor season. In my opinion, it is because I discovered Rob has a podcast. And it was right around the time I started this podcast. And it just had the, some of the greatest characters ever. And I don't know what the season was called, but the person that won it was Tony Vlacos, who looks exactly like my sister's husband, exactly, and in, in they're both from Jersey. I mean, I'm talking, they could be cousins. Uh, so, and I was rooting against Tony because they had Spencer, who was who I was rooting for. 
And then Cass, who kind of reminded me of like one of my aunts, and not a specific aunt, if any of my aunts are listening, just that just she could have been a family relative. And I'm trying to think, uh, there's a couple other good characters in there. I think Tasha, like she was, she was in the kind of final four. But I was really rooting for Spencer, but Tony was like, he wasn't really a villain. I guess he was kind of like a villain, but he was very, uh, he was a great, great game player. So it made for an exciting season because you really didn't know who was going to win. Oh, there's also, uh, who was the other person? Some young kid from L.A. He was really good. He was kind of like a surfer kind of guy. Uh, maybe I'll remember his name. He was a really good guy, but... uh he was kind of Tony's sidekick. I think the season was called Brains versus Brawn. Maybe. Maybe it was the four things in Brains versus Beauty versus Brain versus Brawn uh, versus, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the fourth one would have been. I think that's what it was, maybe. But, uh, and it was just good because, uh, I don't know, I, I, like uh, it was a great, great season. And that was the season I discovered Rob has a podcast. And for anybody out there who is either a sports fan or like in a relationship with a sports fan or has had a job driving around a lot, like I I have had a a lot of driving jobs in my adult life, like you probably listen to sports radio, like talk or sports talk, or some people listen to political talk radio. And Rob has a podcast is exactly that. It's just like a sports talk, but survivor talk. So after the episode comes out, Rob and Stephen Fishback, another former Survivor contestant, uh, they make a podcast where they talk about the episode. Then Rob has like, it's just like a radio show, but but, but a podcast, so it's more convenient. Uh, but then Rob will also talk to the person that was voted out, like kind of like a post-game interview. Rob will bring on former Survivor contestants uh, uh, to kind of talk about like uh, their like their post like like oh this is what I think of this strategy or this is what I think's going on this season like to talk strategy or to talk about what happened recaps uh, and he's always testing out new segments like survivor history or, or bringing on different correspondence it's just like running a sports talk radio station and Rob's kind of like the GM but also like the Bill Simmons he's the Bill Simmons of survivor I mean there's a I mean, for sure. Or, you know, you could say, like, like I don't think Rob's controversial, though, like, because it's a Jim Rome. But, it would, you know, someone like that, that, uh, like, I don't know. That's another thing. And this this leads into podcasting as a whole. And this never, like, I say this a lot of times in print interviews, but I don't think it ever makes the articles. Like, so, Rob has a podcast, Welcome to Night Vale, Script Notes, and sleep with me, we'll say those four things that like, uh, all beloved podcasts, uh, three of them are beloved by me. One's made by me in the radio era. None of the, so those are all wonderful things that are out there in the world to consume and listen and bring people joy and information and, uh, with, uh, Rob show, a greater appreciation of survivor. That's the thing. It makes you enjoy it that much more. Or Night Vale, you know, to take you to, to take you to another place and make it, you know, to, to, to bring you a range of things. And then script notes, you know, things that are interesting to screenwriters. And some, so screen, you know, it's about screenwriting, but it's really about storytelling and life. When in the radio era, none of those would have existed because there was no outlet for them. And that's one of the wonderful things about podcasting is that they can be out there. And it can be sustainable and develop an audience and, and sustainable in different ways. Like, so John and Craig, they uh, are really successful screenwriters. But I know that Script Notes is able to help pay for, you know, uh, a couple of people that work with John and Craig on the show, like an editor and uh, and Godwin, who, who helps out on the show, and Stewart, who used to help out on the show. And I think uh, even... Uh, John's web guy, uh, Nima, which is another episode to listen to, Nima's uh, Immigrant Story episode. Uh, but so, uh, like, uh, or Night Vale is a very successful podcast, but they, like, uh, stay sustainable by touring and producing other stuff. And then Rob's show is, we'll kind of get into the work thing. I think his, his, uh, 
his sustainability comes from mostly from his hard work and the people that work with him on his show. So I think that's, uh, I think that's about like, so it's just like, I feel so lucky to be in this podcasting era, not only to make a podcast, but to have these things out here to, 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 to listen to that are amazing that this particular time and this particular medium of distribution and creation uh, has let exist. And you could say that about anything, like any of the podcasts on Feral or on Radiotopia or Max Fun or Earwolf, like any of those shows, uh, like I don't know how many of them w- would have been, uh, like especially with the uh, consolidation of radio, like that there was room for these people to like do whatever form of expression and creation they're doing now. And then for all these, all, all these other independent shows that, uh, also I that led me to pod, listen to podcasts and then want to make a podcast, like even shows, I guess that now I'm kind of shocked and how they make a podcast to be like, wow, there wasn't like, uh, like to, to be like, wow, it's part of the audience for that show. It's really cool. Yeah, because another thing I love about podcasts are like all these podcasts, uh, just like where people are talking about stuff they're interested in. Like I don't, li- I don't make model airplanes or listen to model airplane podcasts, but I think that's a good easy example. I don't even know how many modern airplane podcasts are out there, but I'm sure there's a few, and maybe some of them are specialized in painting model airplanes, and some are like, well, this just this era model airplane, or maybe there's just a few people that like airplane glue, and then they. Uh, you know, giggle and stuff, uh, or talk about the old days when airplane glue was better. Uh, but just that this, like, uh, you could broadcast your message, like, or, or share something and that there's this small community that's going to relate to it. And that some of those communities could be big, like, uh, all, all the shows I talked about, I, I don't know their audience sizes, uh, but when I was first making my podcast, those were the shows I was looking to, cause I li- listened to like, uh, I discovered Night Vale a little late, uh, but I discovered Rob's show, and I'd been listening to script notes for a while when I started my show. And then I discovered Night Vale, uh, I don't know when, it had been, I'd been making the podcast for a little while, so I was late to the game on Night Vale. But again, it just said, oh, wow, okay, like, uh, so, uh, yeah, so let's see, so let's talk about the production side, because, uh, so Rob has a podcast about Survivor, and he also does a bunch of podcasts like about other TV shows, and his other big one is about Big Brother, and some some of the like uh, like. But I'm just going to talk about the Survivor shows. So I guess like the other thing, and I think this video with Rob it came up a couple of times. It's like it's hard to express like how much work goes into making a podcast that you like you listen to for 45 minutes or an hour. And, uh, like, cause it's like, even like a conversation podcast, uh, like Rob's, as we'll see, like, so one difference between sleep with me and Rob has podcast. I think it's like Rob has podcast. There's, it seems like he does a lot of editing. Uh, so I guess it isn't a difference cause this show, like some people's shows are live to tape, which means they interview, like it's an interview show or a discussion show. And it's live to tape, which means like there it's recorded, uh, but it's not edited or it's like edited at like, uh, like very quickly where this podcast it's edited in like real time in like for every hour that you hear, maybe there's like an hour and a half of tape. I don't know. And, and the editors have to kind of sit here and listen and now messing with the editor who's editing this. But ideally with Sleep With Me, what I found when I was editing the shows is you, you can't really multitask and you have to listen at one time, like real time speed in order to just get to feel for like the rhythm of the show. And so I guess Rob's show isn't live to tape either. It seems like he edits his episodes just to probably make them sound good and, and sound tighter. And also he's having mix, like he usually has someone else on. So whether it's Steven on uh, Survivor Know-It-Alls or some of his other correspondents, like uh, he has to mix a bunch of stuff together. But when you listen to Rob has a podcast, it just sounds like him and Steven talking. So you may, oh, wow, that just took him like uh, 45 minutes. Uh, like that's not really any work at all. But this video kind of like, so we'll run through like, uh, let's just run through Rob's day based on this video. And I have notes here, and then I'm also going to play the video 
uh, you won't hear it, but, uh, just in case, like, there's anything other interesting things I'm picking up, uh, without the, uh, sound. Oh, also, one thing I forgot, Rob is well-known. He's kind of famous for having these uh, short sleeve plaid shirts. So it's 5.02 in the p.m. when he starts his day, uh, or the day for this video. You know, one thing he doesn't tell his listeners, which, I mean, I, I can see why, because this is fictional, is that uh, his shirts have names and they actually serve different purposes. So this is so Rob's talking about it's 5:04 p.m. He's starting his day and his, he just moved into a new place. Uh, I think he lives in the L.A. area. And he what he's going to do? It's five o'clock. He's going to watch it's Survivor Day. So he's going to watch uh, the five o'clock feed, uh, the East Coast feed of Survivor, which is just getting started. And he's going to watch it with uh, I don't know if he's going to watch it with Stephen Fishback. No. So then it's 6:13 p.m. So let me slow it down. So it's five o'clock and Rob watches Survivor and I don't know how many, no, how much notes he takes, but he, uh, cause he, he didn't videotape it, but I would assume he has to take some notes. And then right after he records, uh, like Survivor notes with Stephen Fishback. So I don't know if they're texting each other during the show or Rob's like live tweeting during the show or kind of seeing, I would assume to get gather material for the show, uh, so this is kind of like a a thing we have in it was similar, like, uh, is like, uh, there's a lot of uh, non-recording time that goes into it. He's watching Survivor, uh, but he's also like working, working hard. And then, so when he watches Survivor, this is a thing he doesn't tell us on. He wears like this uh, red, white, and blue plaid uh, shirt. Uh, that in this shirt, like this is top secret stuff. Even Rob doesn't know about this, even though he does. Is that that shirt's called Rusty, and he does talk to these shirts. So, like, even though he has Stephen Fishback, and I think like the shirts are like, uh, like I think they're like imbued shirts, so that Rusty is more of the essence of the shirt than the shirt itself. But so when he's watching, uh, the like Survivor, the East Coast feed only. So that's very important. Or is it? He's wearing a shirt named Rusty, or a shirt that is Rusty. You're right. Uh, um, what is that? A metaphysical brain just chimed in of mine. And I think, like, uh, this is the kind of stuff that you know helps make these podcasts great. It's like the hero's journey, even though it's nothing like that. That uh, you know, Rob is able to interact with Rusty. And maybe even find his inner Rusty. Now, I don't know if Rob, like, when he, like, fictionally named this shirt, uh, if it was something like Rusty from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, like, if that's what he was going for, like, Anthony Michael Hall, like, a connection back to that or what. But uh, I don't I don't know. But so that, that's the shirt he's wearing. And then he, so he watches uh, that. And then... And, you know, he has to wear headphones. And then at 6.13 p.m., he just starts recording with Stephen Fishback. Now, Rob also is doing, like, a lot of live streaming, too, which is, you know, like, uh, really impressive. It's like, a man, like, and he's doing this. I don't see I ever see an assistant. Uh, hopefully at this point, this was two years ago, Rob has an assistant. Also, like, I notice he does some standing and some sitting, which is good, uh, so at six o'clock, so five o'clock, he watches Survivor. Six o'clock, he records with Stephen uh, Survivor know-it-alls. And he keeps Rusty with him, like, because him and Rusty watch the show together. Then they do Survivor know-it-alls together. And Stephen, I don't think he knows anything about this. And I don't know Steve, like, I don't know Stephen as well. Like, I know, I really like their, their dynamic. Uh, and uh, Stephen was on a recent uh, season of Survivor. And he's really intelligent, really nice guy. Also, we should say, like, like here's a, like, a, well, we'll go into another Survivor moment about a listener in a little while. But, uh, well, I don't know, we'll take a break. But so, so Rob and C Steven record the show. And then uh, that takes about an hour. Then at 7.15, Rob has, like, 20 minutes to eat dinner. Uh, and this is where it gets to be, like, my life. I'm like, okay. Usually I get home from my day job and then, uh, like it's very similar. So, uh, then at, uh, after he eats dinner, so he's seven fourteen to seven thirty nine. he ate dinner 
And then around 8 o'clock, he starts uploading, and then he has to do, like, uh, some videos, uh, like, uh, all the other little stuff that makes a podcast work. All the administrative stuff or interacting and content creation. Now, when he goes to do these shirts, he puts on another shirt, and I guess this makes sense. This shirt's called Audrey, but I don't know if it's, like, Audrey. I don't know if it's Audrey from Little Shop, and that shirt is, like, a sky blue with a navy blue and then white. So it's a plaid, sky blue, navy blue, and then like a royal blue. But it's named Audrey, but not Audrey too. Uh, uh, So he wears that shirt when he's doing this uh, evening administrative. That's his evening administrative shirt. And again, this is the kind of stuff that you don't know, but this is, you're only going to get this information here because since it doesn't... (laughs) So, so yeah, so, uh, he works on administrative stuff, promotional videos until about 10 o'clock. So he's already worked five hours with a little tiny break for dinner. And this is pretty similar, like for me, when I get home from work on, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, uh, like I just work until I go to bed. So that's what Rob does too. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, then at 10 PM, he tries to watch survivor again and take, like, I, I don't know if he's taking notes or he might have a different mind than mine where his mind can record notes. My mind refuses to record notes. Now this, this is when he switches to a gray shirt with red stripes, just gray and red plaid shirt. And that, uh, it, he sh- that shirt's called Leo. I think that's a good name, like Leo. So like maybe cause it's a late night. I don't know why. Or how he names these shirts, but uh, it's a gray shirt with red stripes, and uh, it's Leo. And that's when he's watching uh, Survivor's second run-through, so 10 p.m. Uh, so, And then th- this particular night, he falls asleep, uh, and uh, like because he's so exhausted. Because he, he didn't record the rest of the work he was doing during the day. But, I mean, that's pretty typical is that you work until you fall asleep uh, with the podcast. Then he gets up at 6 a.m. or 5-something. I can't read my handwriting. Uh, but he gets up really early in the morning, and then he just starts working on the show for two hours. Uh, he spends, like, two hours uh, editing. like, And that's, like, this. I guess that's, again, like, uh, when Rob's show sounds so free and easy... I mean, one, it's free and easy because he has so much experience and uh, because he loves what he's talking about. But to, to, make, to make it sound free and easy, it takes a lot of hard work, taking a lot of notes and then doing a lot of editing. And let me say this, like, Rob never just seems like put out by it. He does seem tired. He seems worn out a few times in the video. Uh, but he never seems like uh, like grouchy. Like, I'm, I'm much more of a grouch uh, so Rob falls asleep, he gets up at 6 a.m., he edits until 8 a.m., then he takes his dog for a walk at 8.01 a.m., and he kind of talks about, geez, how many shows, he does a lot of shows, uh, but we're mostly focusing on this uh, Survivor show. Yeah, but yeah, so he gets up, edits, uh, then let's see, nine at 9.15, I think at some point he tried to eat breakfast, and then at 9.15... He's taking notes uh, for a pre-interview, so he spends like uh, about an hour uh, in a pre-interview. Oh, also, can I t- tell you, I don't know his dog's name, but when he walks the dog and eats breakfast, he's in a sweatsuit. And his sweatsuit, he calls Sweet Pea, even though it's usually blue or gray. I think, again, it's just imbued, Like, uh, but I think that's because he's not working. He's wearing Sweet Pea. And again, let's not judge Rob on how he names his... Uh, I guess they say Scoots. Is this about Rob? Is this fan fiction about Rob as a pie? I say, I guess it is. I guess it's become that a little bit, except for all the work is real. So Sweet Pea, and then, so then he changes out of Sweet Pea yeah, to do his pre-interview prep uh, for the person that got voted out of Survivor, and that's when he switches into one of his famous shirts. I think this is like his daytime shirt. And it's one you probably, if you listen to the show, it's like a, again, it's a short sleeve plaid shirt. And it's got like a, the red is the main color, but then there's like a, a tan and maybe a light brown. 
and then a dark brown to, to purplish black, uh, maybe an indigo. And that's his uh, main daytime working shirt, which is uh, the great thing about this is that it's a good segue point for me because he named the shirt Cochran. Uh, but Cochran is my, my favorite survivor, you know, Rob, Cochran, Stephen, they're the, like, uh, I don't have, like, uh, well, they're not as my favorite as the survivors I have crushes on. But, uh, like, uh, like uh, as far as the plutonic favorite survivors, uh, and Cochran listens to this podcast, and it was like, uh, I don't know if I told Cochran this, and he was in some amazing survivor seasons, too, and he was a winner. But uh, at some point, I remember I was in a parking garage. This was like uh, a year and a half ago at Christmas time. And I was just leaving In-N-Out Burger. My brother and his wife and his, their son was in town. And I saw Cochran follow me on Twitter or something. And I sh- showed it because I was with my ex who we w- watched Survivor together, a ton of it even. And she knew I loved Cochran. I just, uh, like, like, I don't know, just really relatable. And so I think I just, just tweeted him right away. I'm like, dude, what are you doing following me? It was in a, like a accident. And he's like, oh, no, I listened to the podcast. And he's a great, great, great person, a great guy, brilliant mind, brilliant writer. Hire him for your writer's room if you're listening to this. Cochran, it starts with a C. Not the shirt, though. But So Rob also wears a shirt named Cochran. Presumably, because this is fan fiction, it's named for, for the survivor Cochran. Uh, because it has that same uh, date, it just gives him. These are kind of like, uh, like, uh, like kind of like those like exoskeletons, but it was, they're just plaid shirts. They give Rob, so Rob has a little bit of a daytime power. He's doing his interview preps, and because Rob does a lot of uh, like collaborative work, he spends a lot of time waiting. Like he seems to be very schedule oriented, but then you know Murphy's Law stuff happens. So then at 10, so 9.15, he does notes for an hour to prepare for an interview. Then at 10.15-ish, he does an interview. It, it takes a half hour. Then he has to edit it. Uh, then he's supposed to record something at 11.15. It gets delayed and until 11.41. And then he, like, records. Then he has to, like, uh, uh, so he's, while it's delayed, he's trying to do fast int. I don't know what that means. Probably some... Uh, I don't know what that means. Probably edit. Uh, and then he records for two hours his big Survivor show. Uh, then it's two 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 thirty two twenty five, and then he has tons of prep. Uh, and he only has a few minutes before all, he's got to get all his prep work done. He has to literally choose between eating his lunch or taking a shower at two thirty in the afternoon. And uh, that's like again, this is the life of a podcaster. This is exactly what my weekend. I mean, I have a day job too, so it's like this is what my weekends are like. And let's see. So then he eats lunch. He's probably working during his lunch. Uh, then he's doing more prep. Then he's ready for his interview, and it gets pushed back. So then he takes a shower, I guess. They didn't record that part. Like, uh, I don't know if he wears Cochran in the shower. Probably not. Uh, uh, so that's his afternoon. Then four sixteen, he needs to record more segments for the show. And this is a lot of stuff that, like, it gets, especially with this podcast, too, it's like, oh, you got to record, like, your little opening or the thank yous. It's like trying to find time. And I guess that's my philosophy, like I kind of joke about on the show, especially since I have work, uh, is ABR, always be recording. Like, anytime, there's no sitting around in my life. So it's like, and I think that seems Rob's even more busy, is like, anytime you have a minute, you got to be working on your podcast. And, uh, for me, it's like a lot of it is just recording. Be like, okay, let's record an open. We got we got forty minutes. Let's do an opening. It's like, well, we got a, we found an extra hour and a half. Uh, like, uh, let's let's record a whole show. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I have a call in like uh, like about forty minutes. So then it's six oh six p.m., which is like almost twenty four hours after we started. And Rob has to do like an opening and a closing for an episode. You know, like, I think I'm back in time. He's recording a voicemail segment at 4.15 and watching the video at the same time, too. And he definitely has a lot of different setups, I guess, to stay healthy. Like, so he's doing some sitting. He's doing some standing. Must be hard, too, because he lives in L.A., which gets hotter. Like, luckily, the Bay Area, like, I don't have to worry about getting hot, like, because you can't really have a fan on when you're recording a podcast. 
Also, Rob's got good hair. That should be noted. It's probably another reason I was initially really jealous of him. He does look like one of my high school friends, Rick, a little bit too. So that's always a you know bonus. Okay, so six oh six p.m. He's doing opening and closing, and then seven twelve he's record seven twelve p.m. He's recording more segments. Uh, seven fifty four he's editing uh, for an hour. Like, uh, and there's still like, just like my podcast, like I have, I'm lucky enough to have two editors that the patrons pay for. And that was a really like a thing for me. It was like, okay, well I can't work while I'm at my day job. So I'd better, like if I pay the editors to do that, uh, but there's still a lot of editing that still goes in. I mix in the music and put the segments together and stuff like that. But it seems like Rob does all his own editing too. So if you are a fan of Rob's, make sure you support him on uh, Patreon. So then, uh, yeah, 8.48, he's recording again. Then 9 p.m., he's editing again for two over two hours. And at some point, an editing issue comes up. And, uh, like, he, he, it's not going to, like, I think he's waiting for it. Like, it was, like, a loudness issue. And that's, like, a Murphy's Law thing with podcasts. It's, like, uh, it's like the other thing. It's like, his show is so time-sensitive. You know, the Survivor episode comes out. And he, like, so the pressure on his show, uh, like, like you couldn't, I don't know, he, I don't think he could do his job if he had a day job because it's like uh, the turnaround's got to be almost instant. And so a lot of that is like staying up late, late nights, uh, which he kind of like jokes about. Uh, but yeah, like at 12.03 a.m., he, he's uh, done 30 hours of work in uh, 20 hours, oh, it's 30 hours later. I don't know. He's probably done like, let's see, so 30 hours. I bet you he did uh, a 20 four hours of work and 30 hours, which is pretty standard for podcasting. I think like on most weekends, like between Saturday morning and Sunday, I work 16, 26, yeah, like uh, 26 hours. Uh, so pretty standard. And then Rob stays up till, he, then he's editing the video that he was going to put on YouTube of him working till like two in the morning when his wife forces him to go to sleep. Uh, but also Rob does all these other shows because he's trying to find a way to be able to keep doing his show because he loves it. I mean, one of the reasons people make podcasts or the main reason is because they love it and they love uh, serving their audience with, uh, it's like this weird intersection. Like Rob loves Survivor. He's great at talking about it. He has a aptitude for being entertaining. And then he's also, because of that aptitude, developed, a, he's become highly skilled at it. Uh, but it, like he has such persistence, uh, cause here he is 7:41 PM in the video. He's showing his weekly schedule and I don't even know how, like this was two years ago, but he's making a ton of podcasts because it's, uh, it's tough making podcasts financially. It's really hard, uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh to make podcasts work financially. It's just hard. And I think it probably looks a different way from the outside. You say, oh, wait, you don't just make it like, or the sponsors don't give you, it's like, no, it's like, uh, you're always kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess, plus you're planning for the long term. So you never know, oh, is this like, do I need this money to last me two years or uh, two months? So it seemed like two years ago, Rob was trying, like, like he's just, he he has an audience that loves him. And then he's trying to expand his audience and kind of create different things and see, okay, well, I'm going to do this show. And I think what we'll see is that he's working so hard, uh, which is kind of tough for me to see because I know how hard it is. It's like, man, like, and he kind of talks about it's like being on the border of uh, burnout and persistence and, and like where is the gray area between those two things and being like, well, how much longer do I need to keep going till everything, like till things fall into place? Uh, but I think what Rob is also developing is like this really, really strong skill set. So I think like five, ten years from now, we'll see Rob like either have his own podcasting empire, or like uh, he'll, he'll like I don't know, like he's so skilled at uh, uh, off the cuff comments, observing, uh, interviewing, maintaining inter- interesting conversation, which is really t- hard. I, I'm trying to develop my interviewing interviewee skills and I'm really like, wow, I really need a lot more experience. So, so to be an interviewer like Rob is and to carry all these conversations 
to manage all the administration, to manage all these teams he's working with and collaborators and editing, uh, doing video. I mean, like if somebody should just hire him for like, I'd say 500,000 a year would be a fair salary for Rob, uh, uh, to, to kind of do it like, and just, uh, he would only work 40 hours a week for that, uh, to pay him to kind of do that for your organization. But again, like only if he has time to do his survivor podcast on the side. But I think the reality is even with that, Rob would probably turn it down because it's like, uh, I don't know. There's something more in this relational thing with the audience and that you're like giving, uh, like you're making the content and giving it away for free you know, that you like really, really put a ton of work into. And the audience is, is like, there's a portion of the audience that's so grateful and gets so much out of it. And then at some point, like, uh, ideally the business will figure out the financial, the last financial piece will fall into place. Uh, cause I mean, I guess it's like one thing that's like, I'm like, man, Rob is so, so talented and so, so funny. And, Worked so hard. I mean, that's the one thing. You watch him, you listen to shows, and that's the main thing that carries you through is rigor and persistence uh, and just keep doing this every day and keep going. Uh, but he does it all with a positive attitude, with a smile. He has fun. And I think that's, like, what's important about it. Oh, also, somebody was asking, what other shirts does Rob? What are, like, Rob does have an evening shirt uh, that he's called Nikki which is when he has no shirt on. But I think that's like a, like part of his private relationship stuff. Uh, so that's like another shirt he wears. Like, uh, But it's like shirt as in roll. Uh, there's also a green shirt, which he calls a uh, swamp thing. Uh, like there, And then there's a pea green like uh, plaid shirt. I, I think he, he calls that Lexor. I think that's like a Lex Luthor combined, maybe because it's like kryptonite. Okay, sorry. so speaking of, uh, what do you call it, Murphy's Law, I was just talking about Rob's shirts, and at some point the uh, recording got cut off. But I just want to record something uh, for somebody I have a great deal of affinity and respect for. Uh, so all the work that he puts into a show, all the uh, stuff he's done for podcasting, uh, especially by sticking with it and keeping putting content out and pushing, pushing, pushing. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, so you should definitely check out either uh, Rob's uh, Rob has a podcast, especially if you watch Survivor Big Brother. Uh, but go over to robhasawebsite.com and check out like and, and see, oh, gee, he makes a show about this show that I watch. Because uh, I can guarantee he'll, he'll be one of your new uh, podcasting friends. Uh, so yeah, and, th and thanks everybody for listening to this show, uh, cause I kind of learned the kind of ropes by watching Rob say, geez, treat your audience with love and respect and be grateful for them. And, uh, so thanks a lot, Rob. And, uh, thank you. Thanks for everybody for listening. Good night. And want to thank some people on uh, Facebook, Anita, Matthew, and Keith R, Jenny K. Uh, Teresa R, Kalipi, Katrina D, uh, Parisa, Sandy, uh, Tracy, and Melinda. Thanks and thank you. Uh, Jenny O, Joan A, M to the A, uh, Kelsey, uh, Freddie D, Kathy H, uh, Denny, our good friend Denny, Jessica V to the S. Tony B, uh, thanks and good night. PJ, thanks and good night. Charles F, thank you and good night. Erica P, thank you and good night. Susie B, thanks and good night. Shulk, thanks and good night. Uh, Becky H, thank you and good night. Stacy L to the O, thank you and good night. Uh, David P, thanks and good night. Lori S, thanks and good night. Nicole, thanks and good night. Melinda, thanks and good night. Donna, thanks and good night. Bonnie. Baroness, thanks and good night. Amanda L, thank you and good night. Katie S, thank you and good night. Hallie, thank you and good night. Carrie, thanks and good night. Anna K, thanks and good night. Cammy, uh, thanks and good night. Tom with an H, thanks. Monica, thanks and good night. Margaret, thanks and good night. Uh, 
Saria, thanks and good night. Courtney, thanks and good night. Uh, Dave D, thanks and good night. Angie, thanks and good night. Krista B, thanks and good night. Danielle, thanks from Steve. Miriam, thank you and good night. Lauren L, thank you and good night. Renee B, thanks and good night. Uh, Johnson, thank you and good night. Ethan, thanks. Tosh, thanks. Charlie S, thanks. Lawrence, uh, thank you. Leanne, thank you. Good night to Margaret. Good night to Susie with a Z and an I. To Michelle T. Uh, to Janine M, thanks and good night. Roberta C, thank you and good night. Christina G to the R. Dan S, thanks and good night. Uh, David C, thanks and good night. Melissa H to the J, thank you and good night. Nia, thanks and good night. Cindy T, thanks and good night. Davina, thanks. Uh, James RP, thank you and good night. Jordan with a double N Y, thank you and good night. Elaine, thanks and good night. Fatima, thank you and good night. Moana, thanks and good night. Ross, thank you and good night. Uh, Karen C, thanks and good night. Yvonne, thank you and good night. Vesna, thanks and good night. Sheka, thanks and good night. Dorothy C, thank you and good night. Uh, Tietze, thank you and good night. Uh, Shay, thank you and good night. PJ, thank you and good night. Uh, Noor, thank you and good night. And I think that's it for right now. Thanks and good night, everybody.